Welcome everyone to this week's episode of The Binge 10. This is the best stuff I watched last week. And here's also the stuff I'll recommend you watch this week. Decent amount of stuff going on. Not, not, not a ton new, but some interesting stuff. Let's start with Sasquatch. Sasquatch is by the Duplass Brothers. I, I still have not figured out if this is a fake documentary or just a documentary about some really, really weird people, kind of like the Tiger King. Like You wouldn't believe that the Tiger King was real unless you, you Googled it. Um, it's so outlandish. This is kind of in the same situation, though when I did search on it, I really couldn't verify if this was something that had really happened or not. Basically, this is a documentary about a reported death of three people in cannabis country in California. And the main suspect in the murders is Sasquatch, Bigfoot. It's kind of insane. Uh, it's really wild. It's not, it's not totally great. And again, I'm still just not sure if it's, if it's real or not. I would say Sasquatch is really, really strange and probably just say it's, it's okay. Another one, why are you like this? So on Netflix, it's out of Australia. This is the story of three 20-somethings in Melbourne grappling with, you know, all the stuff. Jobs, sex, relationships, friendships, everything else in between. Uh, It's one, one guy is gay, one girl who's extremely passionate about all equal rights of all sorts, but she's straight. And a very, very horny straight girl. Uh, oh, actually, I, I, I think she she goes uh, uh, whichever way makes sense in the given moment. Um, it's pretty much a comedy, but deals with some real issues like gay rights, overall inclusion, workplace etiquette, friendship etiquette. Um, I thought it was pretty funny. And it can also be pretty racy, uh, even if it's a little formulaic. Um, I'm recommending why you like this. I, I think it's a good show. I think it's a, it's a ton of fun. Um, Zero. So this is out of Italy on Netflix. Zero is a store of kids in the barrio who are trying to fight back against racism and underinvestment in their neighborhood. Uh, uh, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. This is mostly a comedy or at least a very lighthearted superhero movie. Um, Zero is a guy who learns that he can become invisible, tries to fight the injustices and corruptions in the neighborhood. It just isn't that funny. It doesn't have that much action, that much romance. It just doesn't have enough of anything, kind of. So um, I'm I'm putting uh, Zero as just an okay. A Shadow and Bone, again, on Netflix. Uh, this is another young adult book series turned into a live action TV series, similar to Fate. Um, unlike Fate, though, this doesn't wallow in the young adult, you know, whining, complaining, nonstop angst that I thought really poisoned Fate. And I, in fact, I, I, I never even could finish Fate. Shadow and Bone is about a land where some people have magic, some don't. So there's this class divide. There's also this magical divide that makes it very difficult to travel to the east and west sides of the kingdom. That's called the Fold. There is a possible savior, though. Her name is Elena. Uh, The story is basically about the kingdom trying to harness Elena's powers 
to help fix the fold, while the rest of the kingdom is trying to capture her so they can control the power. Of course, she has a non-magic boyfriend who just wants her to be safe and happy, of course. There's some stories, there's some good fantasy story stuff, good lore, good magic, good prophecies, some good characters, some really good action, and a couple of great laughs. Um, my favorite people are the team trying to kidnap Alina away from the king. Uh, uh, you know, there's kind of a casino owner. There's kind of a woman who's super coordinated, good with a knife, real acrobatic. And then there's a guy who's really great with guns, sharpshooter type of thing. They are funny. They are fantastic. And I think it's the best part of the story. Um, I'm highly recommending Shadow and Bone. I really like this show. Uh, Rutherford Falls. So on Peacock. So something new on Peacock. Get excited. Um, or not. Um, so it's on Peacock. You always have to give Ed Helms a shot. Uh, Ed Helms, a little like Danny McBride, seems to always play the same character. And, and this show is no different. He's playing the somewhat intelligent but dopey and absent-minded guy. He, uh, his name is Rutherford, which is the family that the town is named after. And he wants to protect his family's legacy and history in the town. The rest of the relatives have moved on to the big city and work at the big Rutherford Corporation. He's a politically incorrect guy, kind of lives in a bubble about, you know, People really just don't care about the town history anymore. I thought it was more awkward than funny. I'll watch a few more. Right right now, I, I can't totally recommend Rutherford Falls. So last week, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier ended last week. It was an action-packed episode, which was great, though it ended with a sermon that never seemed to end. Uh, we get the political message. We get the metaphor. Though if, um, you know, eight-year-old kids, nine-year-old kids are watching this thing, I'm not sure they would have been able to connect all the dots. Um, uh, I'm not really sure, you know, Falcon Winter Soldier was no WandaVision. Uh, it was no Mandalorian. Um, really okay at best, I thought. I think the next one up is Loki. So, you know, excited about that. Uh, For All Mankind ended as well. They had an action-packed episode with some real shockers uh, in the end. I I hadn't expected that. Um, But uh, they pretty much showed you uh, what the next season is going to be about, basically the mission to Mars. Um, So this thing's going to escalate. We're going to jump into the 90s. Um, And I really like this season of For All Mankind. I really did. Um, let's see how it goes next year. So if there's a series you want to watch, there's something you really, really want to watch. Um, here's my top 10 series. So number 10, big shot cannot help liking this show. Uh, giant Stamos is great. This week's show was all about being a great team. Uh, yeah, it's a little goofy, but I, I like it. Um, Mayor of Easttown, number nine. Mayor is hunting for a killer, and she's going for the Grumpiest Detective of All Time award. Number eight, Fear of the Walking Dead. Kind of an interim episode. I didn't quite get what was all going on. Uh, somehow we're trying to get to the new villain. I hope they make it kind of interesting. 
Uh, number six, Invincible. This cartoon on Amazon is getting better and better. I think it might be the last one last week. I think the next show might be the finale. Uh, I think we're finally going to find out what Omni-Man's secret is and why he went ballistic in, in episode one. Number five is Young Rock. Rock just keeps rocking. Every uh, episode is great. Uh, I think this week's episode is a college one. You never know if you're going to get a high school one, uh, a grade school one, or a college one. I think this one's college. Uh, number four, everything's going to be okay. Genevieve finally gets a show mostly to herself. Number three, Gangs of London. Things are getting very dicey for this undercover cop. I'm not sure how long he's going to be able to keep this up. Number two is Blacklist. So last week we spent time learning what Elizabeth has been up to the entire time. Remember, since they came back from break, we haven't seen her, or at least she's just been a, a very uh, a tangential part of the shows. So this show, just in one big show, they said, well, this is what she's been up to the last, I don't know, six episodes. I think they're trying to get her to be sympathetic. I'm not buying into it just yet. And number one, of course, is The Nevers. An unexpected death and a great fight scene with a guy who walks on water. Nevers is really, really awesome. So other stuff I'm watching that isn't quite there. Clarice, it hasn't been on for a while. I think it's still got a couple weeks to go. Kung Fu. Rebel is just okay. And Debris is actually getting better. Uh, so I'll tell you that. If you gave up on Debris, maybe get back into it. And I hate to say it, I'm starting to like Manifest a little bit too. These are all waiting in the wings. Um, if you just want to binge something, though, if you just want to watch something all the way through, I started swapping some things out this week just so you've got some of the newer binges. So number 10 for All Mankind, it just ended. Number nine is Irregulars. I really like the Irregulars. Uh, you know, again, one of those young adult shows that really makes it work. Good supernatural stuff. Really, really liked it a lot. Eight is The One. Seven is Sky Rojo. Number six, Made for Love. Ray Romano show. Number five, Search Party. I feel like I haven't been giving this one enough love. Uh, you know, this is a really, really good show that you can breeze through half an hour at a time. It is on Peacock. I feel like I've mistakenly left it off the top 10 for a little while. Number four is Tell Me Your Secrets. Number three is WandaVision. Number two, It Is a Sin. And number one is Serpent. So uh, other things that you could binge, if you've seen all that, uh, I'm not sure we ever circled back on Behind Her Eyes. I think I told you not to watch that. I'm probably sticking with that. But all out of nowhere in the last two or three episodes, there's this crazy supernatural twist. Really crazy stuff. Um, Bitter Daisies is not bad. Uh, they try to do a couple twists in there. It's okay. Uh, I did finish them. Uh, it, it's hard not to compare them to Lovecraft Country, you know, supernatural, uh, with an underlying story of racism and some other stuff. Um, uh, them is no Lovecraft Country. Pretty good stuff. The last episode's really good, but probably just okay. And then there's Who Killed Sarah? Um, which leaves you with this big cliffhanger that of course they're not going to answer the next season, but the cliffhanger is so weird. You don't even know what the question is, let alone the answer. I'm not sure what the cliffhanger even is. 
but it was it was okay. Um, so uh, I did catch a couple of movies in the last week. So Mortal Kombat, that was this month's HBO Max, you know, theater and HBO Max movie. Uh, Mortal Kombat is about a team of Earth fighting champions. They fight against other realms to keep the Earth safe. The problem is, is that Earth is zero for the last nine. And if the bad guys win one more tournament, we're just going to have to turn over the Earth to them. Uh, Tough order for the guys. Of course, it's a ragtag group. They don't know what they're doing, but God, they have a lot of heart. There's some really good action, some great kills, which is what the video game is known for. Uh, there's not enough laughs, though, and, and I thought the, the, the fight choreography uh, was not as creative as it could be. Um, uh, the Earth bad guy has a couple of good lines. Uh, I thought Mortal Kombat is just okay. Um, Stowaways on Netflix. So it stars Anna Kendrick from Up in the Air, Tony Collette from A Million Things, and Daniel Day Kim from Lost. Um, basically, these three launch into space on their way to a two-year mission to Mars. But whoops, one of the technicians gets left on board and was injured when the ship actually took off with him on it. I don't know how that happens. I don't know how, like, you're not accounting for all the people. So now there are four people on a ship and only food and oxygen for three. Major moral demo, dilemma and technical dilemma on how to solve this issue. The acting is, of course, great with this cast, but there's only a couple places the story can go. Stowaway is just okay. Uh, that is it for this week. Happy TV watching.